to Ghoul's Night In, the spooky chat show with your best ghoul friends. I'm Penny Snark. And I'm Midge Munster. And Midge, uh, would you would you permit me a, a brief moment of indulgence? <laughs> As I if have... I don't always. <laughs> uh, once upon a midnight dreary, <laughs> while I pondered weak and weary over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore, while I nodded, nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping, as of someone gently rapping, rapping at, rapping my, chamber at my chamber door. door. <laughs> Tis some visitor, I muttered, tapping at my chamber door. Only this, Only this and, and nothing, nothing more. more. <laughs> so this could go either way, but actually, I'm doing an episode about ravens. Oh, yeah. I know. It's kind of a fake out. Could have been a Poe episode, but it's you know, a raven episode. Well, and you know, I was sitting here thinking, surely she wouldn't do that to me. No, I would not <laughs> do that to you. <laughs> I'm kidding. You absolutely could have done that. <laughs> no, I was just, I was thinking about all of the wonderful spooky creatures that we know and love. And I thought, let's, let's chat about some ravens. Oh, I'm excited. I'm I'm a big uh, well you know I'm because of my my pofinity I'm a big raven geek so I'm excited my pofinity I'm excited to hear what you've brought for us yes uh, so what is a raven um, so something that I did not know um, is that there isn't just like one there isn't just one bird that that's a raven um, oh. There is a variety of species that are within the genus Corvus, um, and the one most common in America is, unsurprisingly, called the common raven. <laughs> Makes <laughs> sense. There are a variety of other ones. Um, so yeah, so there's just like a bunch of different birds, and apparently they're primarily grouped by being like on the larger end of the spectrum. Um, mm-hmm. Ravens are considered to be like perching in the category of like perching slash songbirds but they are about the size of a hawk so like they are the largest of that type of bird big boys big old boys um (laughs) so ravens are as many of us know scavengers um they primarily eat as the audubon society put it animal matter Mm, mm, delicious that's almost uh, as nice as flush arrangement <laughs> right uh they eat insects they eat rodents um and they eat other baby birds which is very spooky of them um as well as obviously carrion and garbage um ravens so i of course had to look up what is the difference between a raven and a crow i was because... actually i was hoping because i actually don't know Yes, I've, um, I've, I've always kind of wondered, but just never, you know, given it the goog. Yeah, uh, so there are like a variety of like minor differences about like how long their like wing feathers are and stuff. Um, but in general, ravens are significantly larger um, than crows. Like I said, they're the size of like a hawk, so they're a lot bigger than a crow. Crows caw and ravens croak. They make <laughs> this kind of ridiculous like sound. That was a really good crow impression. Congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And crows are generally in like a larger group while ravens are generally alone or in pairs. Yeah. Crows like to come in a murder. They do. Um, I did. So it says most people use the the generic flock of ravens, Um, but other collective nouns for raven include rave, rave of ravens. A rave of ravens. A, a treachery of ravens. Oh. An unkindness of ravens. 
valid and a conspiracy of ravens <laughs> i'm picturing them all in like little hooded like black cloaks right <laughs> like they're all talking in whispered tones <laughs> yeah, that's something spooky um but yeah so like i said they are often in pairs they actually are very social and they will like work in pairs when they are hunting like apparently one of them will go and like lure some a bird out of their nest and then the other one like goes in and like munches on their eggs and stuff (laughs) rude but i respect it (laughs) Uh, they primarily live in forested areas um, but they are very adaptable and they can live up in the tundra or they can even live in the desert good job ravens right pretty cool so ravens Um, have often been considered an ill omen or a symbol of death throughout history. Um, But in some cultures and in some stories, they are also depicted as linked to prophecy, knowledge, um, like magic and sorcerers. So those are all pretty cool things to be related to. You might be getting into this. A number of ravens. Are you going to talk about this? Or can I be a nerd? No, go for it. (laughs) So there's also like... A a singular raven is actually what is considered to be a bad omen. And now that you're talking about this, I kind of understand. Um, because if they are typically social animals and they're typically in a group, I could see where like, you know, oh, I saw a raven. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, but in like spirituality and witchcraft and shit, uh, like n- different numbers of ravens actually symbolize kind of different prophecies and things oh. like two ravens is actually a good omen um so yeah they can be uh, that's like kind of a, an interesting misconception that a lot of people have that a, a raven is like a dark omen and it, yeah. it isn't it isn't always and actually pretty infrequently unless you see one by its onesie very intriguing yeah, I I looked up um, some different like pieces of Raven mythology um, from cultures around the world. Yeah. Um, I would say probably one that's especially famous um, is in Norse mythology. Odin has his two ravens, Hugin and Munin, uh, thought and memory, mm-hmm. that are said to you know fly out and they come back every night to whisper to him and bring him the news from Midgard, aka Earth. let him know what's going on down there spill the tea (laughs) spilling that tea for odin and they are always very cool i feel like there's a lot of very like neat art and representations of those ravens there is for sure yeah in ancient greece um ravens were connected um to the god apollo who was a big god of prophecy so they are definitely related to prophecy there and uh, there is a myth where Apollo sends the white raven to go spy on his lover. And when the raven came back and is like, that lover is unfaithful to you, Apollo was so mad that he scorched the raven. And that's why they are black today. Oh, poor raven. Right? Don't shoot the messenger, shoot the messenger. Apollo. Yeah, that's it's not literally the raven's the, fault. That's literally the exact, like, verbatim, don't shoot the messenger. Don't right. scorch the messenger. Don't scorch the messenger. <laughs> Um, they are a bunch of ravens hanging out in the Old Testament, in the Bible. Um, the raven is the first named bird in the Hebrew Bible, and it is a raven that Noah sends off the ark to look for a sign of land after all that flooding business. Huh. I don't remember that. That's cool. Yeah. So I think that kind of ties into the idea of like knowledge and kind of like 
other other forewarnings. Um, there are a lot of different stories about ravens um, amongst the indigenous people of the Pacific Northwest in America. Um, something that I thought was really interesting is that there are stories of both like the raven as like a creator god as well as trickster characters. And sometimes they're separate characters, but sometimes the raven is both. And I kind of like the idea of having like, you know, a creator who is also kind of mischievous. Yeah. Duplicitous in nature. Yes. And this one um, also kind of brings back the same vibe as ancient Greece. Um, There is a, one of those kind of world origin stories where Raven is pure white. um, And he, goes and steals the moon stars and fresh water from gray eagle to bring them to the people but while he is carrying fire in his beak uh, the smoke turns his feathers black oh i do kind of we had a like a little book in my elementary school that told a a few different stories like one of them was that uh the spider like a zazi oh anansi anansi yeah Uh, and then yeah one of them was the the raven story with Mm -hmm. yeah i was reading i was like this does sound familiar (laughs) yeah 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 that's like core memory unlocked (laughs) yes um ravens are also tied into celtic and irish mythology um obviously throughout history ravens are often associated with war since they are carrion birds and they show up when there's dead stuff around mm-hmm. um, but uh the goddess morrigan appeared as a raven um after a battle and showed up and you know landed on someone's shoulder and so i definitely you know hear and see like representations of morrigan a lot yes. there is actually uh one of the characters in the D campaign i run has a a, a witch patron um, who Ooh. has a fey raven as her familiar that's cool (laughs) i love the morgan she's she's a badass Mm -hmm. and in england uh famously there is the mythology around the tower of london and the ravens um where legend has it that england will fall when there are no longer ravens at the tower and that they have been there for hundreds of years and they must always be there but apparently like many historical things this may have just been made up by Victorians. <laughs> That's one of my favorite things about like European history is a lot of it's just like weird fairy tales that everybody agreed to. Yep. And I, a lot of times it is just the Victorians who were like, hmm, you know, it would have been cool. What if we say this? And they're like, you we... can't just make these things up, Victorians. <laughs> they can, then they will. They <laughs> and can, they, and they will. Um, but I, I read a really interesting article about this uh, where the, the official Tower of London historian um, found the first reference to kept ravens was in 1895, um, even though the legend describes ravens being there since the 1600s. Mm-hmm. And he actually found this because he was researching there was a tower menagerie for 600 oh. years that I guess became kind of was the root of the London Zoo. And so there are records of like, oh, we had lions and leopards and monkeys and hawks, um, but there was no record in there of having kept ravens. Hmm. But I mean, they like it is part of the raven's natural habitat. So like there were ravens there, like ravens existed around there, but it wasn't something that like the tower was keeping. Yeah, like like today, you know, they have the raven master whose job is to look after all of these ravens and that just was not honestly 
Yeah. <laughs> right. When it people was... ask me what my dream job is. <laughs> Raven Master. Raven Master. Yeah. <laughs> it was super funny to like read like the Wikipedia article about Tower of London Ravens because it has just like all of these wacky facts about the different Ravens. Like I guess there's usually like six of them at any given time and they all have names and so it'll be like (laughs) so-and-so did this and also sometimes ravens can be kicked out of the tower of london for being naughty like per like permanently or just for the day i think permanently (laughs) how do they keep them from coming back birds are like very smart (laughs) i know well they must put them somewhere else because so the ravens at the tower of london have a clipped wing so they can't fly properly uh-huh. which is how they keep them there so like i don't know if they like rehome them to like a bird sanctuary or something okay it had some it just said my it cracked me up so much because it said that a raven was removed for quote behavior unbecoming of a tower resident <laughs> <laughs> so improper <laughs> So improper, like, oh, naughty, naughty ravens. Yeah, apparently I'm one of them coming. like was like pecking on like TV aerials, like on the roof and stuff. And so he got in trouble. <laughs> Unbecoming of a tower resident. of a tower resident. That poor raven. He just wanted to have a good time. Right. I love that they have, you know, like an ethics code for yeah. ravens. <laughs> I wonder if they get red like they're their the expectations when they come in there's a proper ceremony and they're like thou shalt not peck at the tv (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and obviously we see ravens you know throughout different types of literature to this day i always think about like the ravens um in game of thrones yeah i've that's you know sending messages around well and talk about again hooked to to prophecy the three-eyed raven is literally yes. like a, a past present future bird mm-hmm, uh, precisely yeah. yeah and it was i looked at a list of like all of the like characters who are named raven <laughs> there are so well, many that it's is so just, raven of you <laughs> right there's raven and teen titans mm-hmm. i think mystique's real name is raven yes um and there are just tons and tons of characters named raven i have definitely been guilty of naming characters and things raven it's a great <laughs> it's name. just a, it's just a good a good spooky name if any of our listeners are named raven just know that i am inherently jealous of you <laughs> it's a great mm. it's a really great name it is a pretty great name and there is the famous famous riddle from alice in wonderland which was how is a raven like a writing desk Oh, yeah. See, um, I'm going to tell you something about myself. Mm-hmm. I saw Alice in Wonderland once when I was like a child and I've never seen oh. it again. I know like nothing about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I don't Do they I answer do... the riddle. Um, so I'm going to say I don't know if the I don't know if that riddle is in the movie or if it's just in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, but the actual that riddle is presented in the book as a riddle with no answer that it's like an unsolvable riddle. But in a because people were like, no, we need a we need an answer in like right. a future edition. Um, Lewis Carroll did add an answer, um, which is like they can both produce a few good notes because <laughs> of the raven like making its like croaky noises and okay. stuff. Which I'm like, this is a lame answer to this riddle. We should have just it left is. it unanswered. Yeah, there's there, there's surely something in there about 
a quill or I don't know. There, there's right. something there. I know. I was like, oh, quill, feathers. I I did find like a, some kind of like newspaper write-in thing where a bunch of people just like suggested their own answers to this riddle. Mm-hmm. So I respect that. So if anyone else wants to come up with their own answer to how is a raven like a writing desk, please feel free to drop it in the comments on our yeah, Instagram. That's <laughs> your, uh, your homework this week, listeners, is to... <laughs> Yeah. Tell us why that, that why they are the same. Yes. And so I guess you, you did talk a little bit about like the, you know, kind of connection of Ravens to witchcraft. Um, mm-hmm. I was just going to, going to ask about your, your personal feelings on Ravens and I how, love if them. you dig them. <laughs> I do. I love them. Um, yeah. I mean, like I said, there are um, different implications, of course, depending mm-hmm. on, how under what circumstances they appear and how how many of them there are but um no i i yeah i i just think they're really beautiful and majestic too i mean they're there's something just in general about an animal that's like jet black that is really yeah stunning to behold like a you know a panther or what black cat whatever they're they're just really beautiful um and yeah i mean I I would love to go to like a I don't know a raven sanctuary is a thing and I, I doubt they're like protected species but it'd be cool to just be like surrounded by ravens that would be very cool <laughs> yeah agreed they are very cool and um I guess I did find out from the Audubon Society uh that ravens were kind of driven out of like the east and the midwest of the united states mm-hmm. in kind of the early century so like you don't really see them around where we are naturally but that they are reclaiming a lot of their habitat so that is good come on back ravens we'd love to have you yes and <laughs> um one thing that made researching this episode more difficult than intended um is there's also a football team called the ravens unfortunately for baltimore yes there is (laughs) yes and i i did so i am enough of a a sports dummy that i didn't even know that the ravens were the baltimore team so when i was reading it and they were like hey the baltimore football team is called the ravens because of poe and i was like what you said huh what that's i'm like that's the coolest thing i've ever heard about a football team (laughs) that it's named about oh that's pretty solid yeah and they also are tragically bad just like poe's life (laughs) (laughs) oh such such connections it's it's a prophecy (laughs) naming your team the ravens is a prophecy that you're you're never going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, that is that is an ill omen for them. <laughs> but yeah, it was really interesting. Um, and with like some of the cultural depictions, one of the the quotes that I saw was um, an anthropologist suggesting that ravens kind of are this popular mythic creature um, because as a carrion bird, they're kind of like existing between life and death. Mm. which i thought was interesting that like you know we definitely have some of that draw to creatures that in some way kind of bridge that gap and intrigue or you know because we talked about in the episode about bats the idea of them being you know creatures of the night and of darkness that's like both scary but also intriguing and i i am into it isn't there some 
I want to say it's in like Greek mythology. Isn't there some story about like that the ravens could cross to the the underworld? Ooh, I don't know, but that sounds like a thing that would be true. I wish I could easily like I don't even know what I would Google to be like Ravens right, Underworld Greeks question mark. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I swear there's some kind of tale, like specific mythology, um, with ravens being kind of like the the ones that can pass back and forth. Um, yeah. Hmm. I, I guess in, in German folklore there are some stories about ravens being like lost souls yeah yeah and so that would kind of make sense and kind of connect into that that concept i always find it this is just a general note that's not necessarily about ravens <laughs> but i find it so interesting when like researching things for these episodes how much we see like similar motifs and symbols across cultures oh yeah and definitely just that you know where everyone kind of comes up with their own version of it but that like humans relate to parts of the natural world in similar ways no matter where you are and the spiritual world really mm-hmm. everything i mean that's yes. why i'm so i so believe that everything everyone believes yeah is completely connected at some point which is we're, we're all just humans trying to make sense out of everything right yes <laughs> for sure yeah, that is my that is my thoughts on ravens. Right. I don't know. It just kind of randomly randomly came to me as I was thinking about what I might want to talk about and I was like ravens are pretty cool and then I was like I could read some poetry. That would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm glad I'm glad we visited this. I love I do love when I mean, you know, one of my favorite episodes we've ever done was your bat episode. Like I love when we delve into why things are considered spooky when like it's just a bird yeah you know? right. like i, I find just, that just really bird. fascinating that uh yeah why why things become kind of these iconography of of spooky life mm-hmm. <laughs> well shout out to you ravens good job we're we're, we're fans we love you the bird not the, <laughs> the team. bird not the team sorry to you sorry to you football ravens i hope sorry, sorry to any of our listeners <laughs> from baltimore who i have positively shat on during this episode oh man uh well thank you all so much for joining us today uh we had a lovely time talking to you and it was spoiler, a real rave <laughs> Ooh, it was a rave um <laughs> If you would like to say hi to us in person, you have an opportunity to do that at Midsummer Scream this weekend. It's true. Midge and I, the Ghouls Night In squad, um, are going to be at Midsummer Scream all weekend. Uh, so if you see us there, please do come up and say hi. We would love to meet you. And we might have some special little treats that you might get your hands on if you say hi. So please do so. It's the first time Penny and I will be in the same room since September of 2021. So, yes. or no, it was earlier than September. Yeah, it was like August, June, 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 June or July. July. Ju- July. July. <laughs> <laughs> it was June. I'm almost June. positive. Oh, oh yeah. my favorite I'm, month. I'm excited to see you. It's going to be great. And I'm excited yes. to hopefully see some of you as well. Yes, it should be a wonderful time. Uh, So do say hi to us if you are there. And if you are not going to be there, you can also reach out by leaving a review on your favorite podcast app. (laughs) 
almost I, exactly the same as meeting basic, us. It's basically the same because we'll read the thing that you said out loud. And I mean, that probably won't happen if people meet us in person. We're not going to repeat what they said on the podcast. So in many ways, this is better. Please don't leave us an in-person review when you meet us. That <laughs> would, would you be like really to, strange. Would you like to read us a review, Mitch? I would love to. Uh, this one is from, I hope I'm saying this right, Shal- Shalene? Shalene? P. Uh, and the review title is, I love this podcast. <laughs> hey, strong start. <laughs> Starting start. Uh, as a lover of all things creepy, kooky, mysterious, and spooky, I could listen to Midge and Penny talk about their variety of topics all day long, but especially during my daily walks. Thanks for the c- thanks for the content, friends. I loved the Headless Horseman and Mothman episodes. Hey, Yay. glad we can keep you company on your walk. Yes, thank you so much. Uh, I'm glad that we are putting out fun content that people like to listen to because we sure as hell like to talk about it. (laughs) Yes, we do. And if you would like to keep in touch, uh, you can find us over on the Instagram at Ghoul's Night in Pod. And if you want to find me, you can find me at Penny Snark. And if you're looking for me, you can find me across all platforms at Midge Munster. And until next time, goodbye.